Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homey. I'm your happy host. And as the name says, our listeners are business creators. They fall, generally speaking, into four categories. You have your entrepreneurs, small business owners, and local business owners, marketing and business coaches, folks who help others build their businesses, such as those same marketing and business coaches, as well as virtual assistants, web designers, social media managers, media and publicity folks, and the like. And, of course, your do-it-yourselfers who run your own businesses. If you are more or one or more of the above, please take a moment to explore our episodes and discover how our experts can help you win at the game of business at businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, please take a moment and check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us spread our message and help more business creators just like you. In today's episode, I am extremely honored to have with us Denise Griffiths, your partner in success. And today's topic is going to be about building an internet radio show, the ultimate introvert marketing strategy. See, the funny thing about Denise, and Denise, you're there. Say hello. I am here. Hello. 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 See, the thing about Denise, and she and I kind of have this in common. Uh, She's a lifelong and committed introvert, so much so, and and this is kind of funny, you know, good luck finding a picture that's actually of her online. In fact, I heard somewhere there's an actual reward being offered for the first person (laughs) who can come up with with an authentic Denise Griffiths headshot. I have spent hours trying to solve this. The closest I came up with was the official picture that shows just the eyes. So it came as a huge... That's as close as you're ever going to get. Those are my eyes. That's all you're ever going to see of me. (laughs) Yeah, so it came, I guess, as kind of a huge surprise to Denise to find out just how incredibly rewarding hosting a weekly hour-long Internet radio show on Blog Talk Radio has been both personally and professionally. Uh, The podcast of her radio show is downloaded many, many thousands of times each week and is heard all the way around the world. In fact, most recently, she discovered she was getting downloads in Afghanistan, which is all the way across the world from us here in the United States. So what Denise and I are going to do is we're going to sort of compare notes because she has a radio show called Your Partner in Success. I have the Business Creators Radio Show. So she and I are going to kind of get together and compare notes in terms of some of our successes, some of our lessons learned, and some of our best practice strategies. And we're going to share that with you because we feel that Starting and nurturing an Internet radio show is a really great way to create content quickly and to build credibility very quickly. It's also a great networking tool, which we'll cover. So very briefly, for those of you who don't know Denise, Denise Griffiths, your partner in success, is a virtual assistance industry expert, online business manager, web developer, and radio host. She's also a serial online entrepreneur who believes that any person with the knowledge, skills, ideas, drive, and the ability to mobilize resources can create a high-impact business. Denise is the founder and CEO of Your Virtual Assistant and is a recognized virtual assistant industry expert, as well as the founder and CEO of Your Office on the Web, a website design and development company. So just like you're tuning in every week for Business Creators Radio Show, just add one more hour to your schedule and tune in every week to Denise's show, Your Partner in Success. And if you want to learn more about her, just go to gottagovirtualnow.com. That link is on the profile for Denise. It's at businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Now, the funny thing about Denise and I, and I've been on her radio show twice so far, is once we get talking, we can go an hour on just one question. So I'm thinking we probably want to dive in and start getting through this content, because I know a lot of our listeners are very excited about this. Adam, thank you for inviting me. I am honored. 
Absolutely, absolutely. So before we dive into today's topic, let's just take a quick step back and give our listeners a chance to get to know you a bit. I know many of them have heard of you, but I know we have a, folks around the world here as well who, for some of them, are guest experts or relatively new to them. So just tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to where you are today helping entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. business owners, and, of course, virtual assistants. No, I'd be happy to. Honestly, when I introduce myself, I often feel like I should be standing in front of a room full of people with a microphone with my head bowed announcing, my name is Denise Griffiths and I am a workaholic. But then I always correct correct myself by saying I'm actually a high-functioning workaholic. And as Adam mentioned, I am also a lifelong introvert, but I had the good sense to create a working lifestyle that that allows me to work from my beautifully appointed home office. I've been doing this for quite a while. The truth is I'm a run with scissors kind of gal who says what she thinks before <laughs> the filters can kick in. So working alone has some very real advantages. And I am a passionate and ardent web developer. I have a computer science degree. I actually took my degree and put it to work for myself. I didn't go work for somebody else. And I specialize in high-end WordPress websites and blogs. But some years ago, and Adam, you and I have talked about this, I began noticing a trend, and that trend was the virtual assistance industry. And when I took a really close look at it, it occurred to me that I was already doing that kind of work for my web development clients and for myself. And the reason that I was doing it for my clients, you would think that you build a website and that's the end of it. Not so much. My promise to my clients from the very beginning was that I would never, ever publish their website, take the final payment, wish them good luck and God bless. I just don't operate that way. So my clients have been with me for a decade or better, many, many years through different versions of their websites, different iterations of their online real estate. And I have always advised and consulted with them about online business trends. So the virtual assistance industry seemed to be quite literally made for me. And then I also realized that because I am an introvert and I'm an intensely private person, and I see no valid reason to splash pictures of me or my bathing pictures or anything else all over the <laughs> Internet, it occurred to me that I needed a way to get my voice heard beyond writing blogs and learned articles and you know doing all the things that you normally do as part of marketing anyway. So I was invited on somebody else's blog talk radio, and I went, well, that was very cool. You know, how do you, What's that uh-huh. all about? I had never heard of it. And when they told me it was free, I was like, ah, oh, I can do that. I can do that. So I took off. I created a radio show that was in 2009, and it is immensely popular. I, my goal for my guests is to pull as much actionable tips and advice out of them as I can. I like to keep it evergreen. I like to speak with people who are very interesting, like you, and who have these great backstories, have a lot to offer, and we broadcast live every Friday. So that's yeah, me. just like we you broadcast just, live every Tuesday. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we broadcast live every Tuesday. And what's also kind of funny is we discovered that both of us put out what's known as a Tuesday technology tip to our respective audiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's, kind, it's kind of funny how that works. Well, we're, we're nerds. We're nerds together in the same pool. I mean, we are. Right. Exa- like, exactly. What, that's the whole thing. The only thing I'm lacking, honestly, is a pocket protector. And if somebody gave me one, I would treasure it. I bet you I might even have one. I mean, I is, I'm in the process of moving across the country here, and it got to a point when I was trying to clear out my whole, the, my old apartment that after I sold about 12 boxes of things, I 
realized that I didn't know how I was ever going to get out of there. I started throwing everything away. So who knows? I might have, th- I might have thrown away four or five pocket protectors, but if I can't find one after I unpack, I'll send you one. I would love to have one. I think it would just be fun All to right. have one sitting on my desk. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. So here's, here's the funny thing about you, you and me. Um, I remember I was given some advice about a year ago uh, by one of my marketing coaches saying, dude, you have to do videos where they show your face. You're not going to succeed if you just don't point the camera to yourself and get going. And I said, no, I don't want to. I I mean, I do my Mm -hmm. weekly Tuesday technology tip videos, which are Camtasia recordings of me doing something on the screen. And I do co-host a weekly Google Plus Hangout uh, called Local to Global Mavens. But that's about as much as I want to be on camera. I just don't want to. I, I, I understand the arguments why you should point the camera at your face and do a lot of personal videos, but I just don't want to. I'm too introverted. So that's yeah. something you and I kind of have in common. Now, in the marketing world, which, like I gave in that example, just demands you be an extrovert and just be out there and come out of your shell. How can introverts like us succeed? What have you done aside from the radio show? I just want to go down to segue for a couple minutes because – Half the world are introverts, and a lot of my followers are introverts specifically because they know I'm one. How can an right. introvert succeed in marketing? We have radio shows, and what else have you found works for you? Well, you know, honestly, I've succeeded quite wildly beyond my own expectations without posting pictures of myself. Here's the thing. I am not only an introvert, Adam. I'm also kind of a, a bloody-minded person. You tell me I have to do something, and, boy, my hackles go up. I know I don't. I mean, that's just me. You can't tell me what to do. You're not the boss of me, and I do not do video. For starters, I I come by this quite honestly. I am tremendously camera-phobic, and I have been since I was five years old. And I am so camera-phobic that my my former mother-in-law was in my own home, and she was surreptitiously taking pictures of me, and I kept catching her at it. And I kept saying, I'm going to ask you one more time, please don't do that. And she did it, and her camera landed in a pitcher of iced tea. I just don't do it. And it wasn't a camera. It was an iPhone. We had to buy it. it But, you know, when I tell you not to take pictures of me, I'm dead serious about it. I don't think you have the right to do it, and I don't think you have the right to just, you know, go against somebody's wishes. However, there are people who have no problem with posting pictures, and, you know, they're extroverted. They're happy to share. For those of us who are very private persons, you know, both, I mean, personally, I'm an intensely private person, as are you. I just don't see any reason to share. And you know what, Adam? I'm now feeling very vindicated about that. Excuse me. Yes. Because of all of the, you know, now Google is trying to serve up ads with your pictures that they're pulling from different sites. I don't know about you, but I resent the heck out of that. Yeah. Privacy is going away more quickly than anybody ever thought it would. And if your pictures are out there, trust me, somebody is probably using it for something that you would not appreciate or agree with. It's a personal thing. I mean, I had a lady, I've only had this happen to me twice in my years as a a virtual professional, you know, service provider. And I had one woman on Facebook contact me and say, you know, I would love to work with you, but I just can't work with somebody I can't see a picture of them. And, you know, I very politely declined to work with her, and I said, you know, I understand and I truly appreciate it, but the truth is you work with people all day, every day that you will never see when you pick up to call your cell phone provider or you call your, you know, Internet company. It's kind of, you know, I understand where you're coming from, but I'm not going to provide you a picture just because you demand it. You have a nice day. 
And we parted friends, but we just refused to work with each other. It rarely happens. The thing is that if you have a body of work, if you have built up a reputation online, if you've got referral clients who love and adore you and who are willing to tell anybody and everybody who will listen about the work that you do for them, I just don't believe that you have to to do that. You can build up a very nice following without splashing your personal stuff all over the Internet. Right. Does that make sense? I mean, did... I, might, I felt like I might have gotten a little bit onto a rant there. No, no, not, not at all. I agree entirely. Uh, when I go to seminars and networking type events, uh, I find that the experience, as much as I love meeting people, kind of drains me. So sometimes mm-hmm. I will amble away for a bit. It's not because I'm being antisocial. It's just because I need to recharge the batteries. And I find that right. when I'm in those types of situations, I like to find a small group of people and get into an in-depth conversation with them because that's really – where I'm most brilliant. Uh, that's really mm-hmm. where I make, things, I make things happen. That's just the way I am. If I go to an event, like let's say I go to a three-day seminar, the first day I'm there, what I'm going to do is I'm going to find somebody who I already know somehow, whether they're somebody I've already met in person or it's one of those, oh, my God, it's so cool to finally meet you in person. Let's hang out. And the first day I kind of want to be around people I know as I get acclimated to it and see what's going on in the room and get a sense of where the energy is and things like that. For some reason, day three of the event, whatever, you know, whatever day three is, that is where my magic kicks in because by then I've gotten a sense of what's going on. I know kind of why I'm there and why I want to be there, so to speak, and I'm ready to move forward. And in terms of social mm-hmm. media, I mean, you and I are friends on Facebook, and you know I regularly mm-hmm. post things, and I, and I do share some things about my life as do you. But at the same time, you don't have a lot of candid photos of me at home. No. Um, I don't. I don't even show things like my relationship status, my uh, political views, or my religious or anything like that because, you know, to me that's very personal. Um, my girlfriend wonders why I won't show my relationship status. It's not because I'm ashamed of her because everybody who knows me knows who she is, but I just feel that there are certain things that I just don't need to broadcast to the world. And I don't put, like, daily updates on what's going on in my personal life or anything like that. I give you insights into who I am as a person and what, I, and what I like and what resonates with me so that you can get a chance to know, like, and trust me. But I believe that there needs to be that separation between who we are as individuals and the marketing side that we project. And that's just yes. how I yeah. feel. And that's kind of why I like this whole radio show thing, because you don't have to get on video. You can do it from anywhere. It doesn't really matter. And one final thought on introverts. Uh, Some people think that introverts are, they call them hermits, they call them antisocial, they call them isolated. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely not the case. You can have somebody up on stage in front of, I mean, you can have a musician or a rock star singing to an arena in front of 100,000 people and they're getting positively charged by seeing the crowd down there and everybody's cheering and chanting and singing along and that can, that can buoy them through the entire concert. But then the moment the concert is over, they will have their bodyguards hustle them directly into the limousine and straight to the hotel suite as quickly as possible because the thought of actually having to shake somebody's hands freaks them out. Right. And, and yeah, here's it's possible the thing. to be out there and be introverted. It absolutely is. I spent Sunday all day Sunday I live in southwest Louisiana, for those of you who don't know me. And we have a thing called the Angola Prison Rodeo, which is a fantastic, they put it on four weeks in October, and I go every year, the last Sunday of the year. 
Like I was there all day. I came home. Fortunately, my best friend was driving, and we did that deliberately because I was right. so exhausted by being, you know, hustled around people. Uh, people were touching me all day. <laughs> and, and <laughs> you have to you have to make nice, and I did. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm not saying I did. I was chatting with people. We'd be standing in line. You know, we're just, you know, having conversations. It exhausted me. I mean, I right. literally just sat in the seat for the two hours it took to get us back home and just did some quiet breathing. It, it doesn't energize me to be in crowds like that. A lot of people it does. For me, it is incredibly draining. And I know this about myself. Right. So I have created a business where I'm not around people all day that, that just drain me. But when I'm on yeah. the, now let's talk about radio because I think this is an important part of what we do. Well, there's two things that you said that I really want to, you know, kind of speak to. And one is that you're right, on Facebook and social media there is a very fine line and we've discussed this between being personal and personable. You always right. want to be personable. You want to be a resource, you want to give information, you want to give you know, if you know something and you think it's too cool not to share whether it's a techie tip or whether it's, you know, just something that comes from your heart, share it. Don't put your bikini pictures up there with it for crying out loud. Right. I mean, it's just, you know, the, things like that just make me go, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, the thing <laughs> is <that> when, <laughs> when you see people and you're looking at people, the truth is if you learn as I do by reading and by listening Watching facial expressions or looking at pictures is very distracting, and it takes me off point from the message. So I find that a lot of people would much rather listen because you're no longer distracted by, you know, oh, she can raise one eyebrow. Oh, that's cool. But what did she just say? Wow, crud, I can't rewind it. You know, I mean, we, (laughs) we all have that, ooh, squirrel thing. We all have it. But if you're listening, you can hear the passion in somebody's voice. You can hear when they're trying to really make a point. You can you can hear what's really going on. I don't find, and this is me personally, it's my particular learning setup, but I don't find that watching a video of somebody, unless it's Larry Wingate, because I like Larry, um, oh, I love is going him to too. teach me He's much. Great. Yeah, he is. He's coming on my show pretty soon, but you know, it's, it's not going to teach me much because I'm distracted by what's going on. There's either something going on in the background or you made a funny expression and I catch myself wondering what you were thinking as you were saying something different. It doesn't work for me. Radio works for me and for a lot of other people because we can really get our message across without having a lot of distractions, if that makes any sense at all. It makes perfect sense. And, okay. I mean, I like to watch videos as much as the next person, but, I mean, I when it comes to my personal image, I tend to be a perfectionist. And I just... I'll tell you another thing. I just don't have time to do 82 takes to make sure I got the right facial expression, the right, right camera angle, or the camera wasn't was only adding an additional 50 pounds instead of an additional 75 pounds. I just I don't have the time. I would rather get the message out there and help people, and they don't need to see me narrating it to get the point. That's that's just me personally. Others may feel differently. And as far as right. and as far as as far as putting up uh, you know pictures of yourself in a bikini or what have you. Now, if you are in the fitness or the weight loss industry or you're in fashion or you're a model right. or something like that, yeah, you're damn right you better have pictures of yourself in a bikini because you gotta, you got to sell yourself as living the dream and being the embodiment of what you represent. But as far right. as being an online marketer, I mean, you certainly, I, I, if I put a picture of myself in any type of 
bikini type. Uh, <laughs> I would oh, that, that would definitely not be a client attraction strategy. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Look, I know, and and the thing is, and we're going to go a bit off topic here, but we're talking about personable on Facebook. And I will see people, you know, posting pictures of their kids, and their kids are cute, they're precious, I get that. If they're prepubescent, they're on their, you know, the, they're in their bathing suit on a beach, you better, you're going to be very disappointed to find out where those pictures right. wind up. And you're going to be appalled. I would caution against that. I get that, you know, you want to share your family, you adore your family. Find a private right. way to do it. Don't put it on Facebook. That's just right, my advice. It's right. completely off topic, but I think exa- it's exa- exa- Exactly. Now, I mean, I could potentially see something like, let's say that you go to the professional photographer and you have the family photo done. Sure. Family's important to you, and you put that up as your right. cover image every once in a while. I can see that because people take a look at that and they'll say, oh, that's the official family portraits. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, and you know, and who really, then other than the local, you start posting candidates of your kids with all these things where people can find where you are and things like that, yeah. next thing you know, it, it just becomes a very a very bad situation. That's why that's also why I don't post a whole lot of candidates of myself just out mm-hmm. and about because I don't uh, I just I mean, I don't live any dangerous lifestyle and I don't have like evil no. friends or anything like that. But it's just, it's just something I don't need. It's, it's, no, as it's, far it's as I see it. It's just something sense. I don't need. Yeah, it's a common sense thing. Now if you want to know anything about my cats, you go on my Facebook. They're my office assistants. You can see pictures of my cats. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's just who I am. I'm a private person, and I make no apologies for it. So, but exactly. here's the thing about, yeah, and here's the thing about radio. There, there are so many reasons for a business application for a radio show. The truth is that having an Internet radio show, get your voice heard. It's good for business. If you're a yeah. business owner or you're an entrepreneur who wants and needs to do business on the Internet, and, you know, here Adam and I, are, we're going to assume that you have a website and at least the basic social media profile set up, but if you're not getting the traffic or interaction that you need to build and grow your business, you might want to consider having a radio show. And there are different ways to do it. Do, do you want to go into how, how we should do that, Adam? Because there are several different ways. I, I, think, I think it's about time to start talking radio shows here. So what I want to hear <laughs> from you, and, and again, and I'll compare my own notes. Uh, just tell me about, you know, some of how, you know, a little bit about how you've been so successful with your radio show. Just, uh, you know, how it's been so rewarding and so it's been so helpful to your business, both personally and professionally. And also tell us just a little bit, I mean, without getting too techy, of course, but tell us, Mm-hmm. a little bit about how it all works. I think a lot of our listeners know the Bug Talk Radio is this thing where you log in, set up an episode, and then when it comes time to do the episode, you dial in and you have your guests dial in and you just talk for an oh, hour. I mean, it's, no, it's very no. easy to do. No, you have to have a plan. And when I first started out I'm by, saying, I was by, saying technically, Denise. I was saying just technically it's very easy to do. But what we it, want to yes, talk about is. here is the strategy behind yeah. it and how we promote it and how we make it happen. Right. Well, when I started my show in 2009, the show was not as crowded as it is now, and frankly, I just got lucky. I did it all wrong. Right. I really did. And I would tell people <laughs> all the time, don't do it the way I did it. But when I first started out by dint of publicizing my shows both before and after on social media, which you must do, and through your newsletter and blog if you have that, you know, I quickly found myself with a very small niche or niche audience of about 200 listeners per week, and I went, oh, I'm famous. 
And, and then I would go do yeah. something else. I never took it seriously. But my mm-hmm. audience has grown consistently through the years until I now average, you know, about 2,500 or more listeners per episode for the first week. And then the archive shows getting, you know, four to 6,000 downloads, you know, both in BTR and iTunes. So the thing is, you need to come up with a strategy. You need to figure out what it is that you are going to share with your audience. If you're going to do a blog talk radio and think it's all about you, don't bother. You have right. to be a resource. You need to have your your audience wants to hear from you. You need to give them things that are actionable tips, actionable advice. You need to bring them exciting or rewarding guests. Or if you're doing it on your own, you're going to have to have something that's really interesting that people want to hear about. So you really do have to have a strategy. You need to, and we can talk about the kind of you know do's and don'ts, but you need to, number one, create a, a your name. What are you going to call it? Then you have to figure out what it is that you're really offering your audience. Then you need to figure out if you're going to be a solo, if you're going to bring in guests, if you're going to do a panel, if you're going to do 15 minutes or 30 minutes. Or as Adam and I do, 60 minutes, which means that you pay for the premium package, 39-something a month. Right. Uh, I don't suggest you do premium until you've got some shows under your belt. Do the free. But you really need, oh, 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 and Madam and I always talk about this, be consistent. If you're going to put up a show and you say, oh, I don't, you know, I'm tired, I don't want to do it, or I don't have a guest, seriously, your show will just, there's so many of them out there right now, you're going to be spitting into the wind. That's the politest way I can put it. You need to be very <laughs> consistent. <laughs> you need to be on your social media if you have a guest, your guest needs to be also promoting the show. You need to promote it before and after and then circle back around a few months down the road because if your shows are evergreen, they will always be interesting. Right. So, right. I, I tell my guests that all the time. I tell my guests mm-hmm. all the time. I give, them, I give them a platform to talk a bit about what they do, and we'll do that for you at the very end of this. Right. Like, uh, right. I'll give you a couple minutes just to say it. But, uh, this right. is not a pitch fest. This is not no. where you want to announce your next seminar or your next product launch or something like that because 30 days from now, that's not going to be evergreen. Now, if you happen mm-hmm. to have a product, and that product's going to be there for a long time, you may want to mention that you have it. But I would, you know, really for the radio show, show format, here's what I want to make sure that people understand. Don't use it as a pitch fest opportunity because, I mean, when we tune into the radio when we're driving, uh, for instance, I mean, if we like to listen to music, we want to hear music. We don't want to hear commercials, right? right? And if we're listening to like a talk show, we want to hear the interview and we're just, you know, kind of like rolling our eyes waiting for the commercials to get done. People don't listen to the radio to get sold. They listen to the radio to be entertained, to be educated, to be informed, to feel better, to feel good, to feel excited. And if you can do that with your radio show, you end up really engaging in sort of a selling without selling strategy mm-hmm. because people see yep. you as a source of knowledge and wisdom they can tune into. So they come to know, like, and trust you as the host. And who knows what they may think about one of your guest experts. They may think, wow, Denise Griffiths is really cool. Perhaps I should engage her. Perhaps hire her. Perhaps I should check out mm-hmm. her website. So, I mean, there's a decent chance you'll, you might get a client from this. But uh, oh, it's not like you're here hawking anything, and you just don't want to do that right. on a radio show. So make no, very, no, no. be very sure that you just don't do that. I agree. Listen, there, there came a point when I first started my radio show, and I, was, I had trouble getting guests because nobody really knew who I was. 
it was discouraging. I mean, I really was discouraged, and I was getting tired of doing the show. Because as you mentioned right. earlier, it's not a fact where you just you put up the show, you log in, you interview somebody, and then you're off and running until the next week. There's some work. You have to set up a website if you if you need to. You need to have a form, I think. You need to have a form where people can submit, and Adam has a form. You really ought to share that. It's a great form. A form where, where right. your potential guests can submit their information so you're not going back and forth in email. You need to find great guests. You need to, I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into it. You have to write your show notes. You have to make sure that you're properly promoting. I mean, it's right. not just get in, get out. You have to really give some thought to it, and you really have to think about it and round up those guests. And the truth is, I mean, there was a point where I just said, man, I have yet to make a single dime doing this. My practice was taking off like crazy, my VA practice, on top of right. all the websites I was building. And, you know, I was just about ready to convince myself that it was a huge chunk of time each week that I was taking away from my business, which honestly was growing at an insane rate. And I wasn't <laughs> even bothering to schedule. It was. It just kind of came out of nowhere. And I wasn't even bothering to schedule my show with any real regularity, and it was that, which is bad, by the way. And I was ready to throw yeah. it in the towel. But, but then, Adam, three things happened. You know, three really interesting things happened. I began getting emails and Facebook messages wanting to know when my show was going to broadcast again startled me no end. And I also accidentally right. stumbled across my download stats. Now, I don't mind telling you, I sucked in wind. I honestly had no idea at all that that many people were listening to me just have a conversation. Right. So my show I have the same reaction. Like this one. Yeah, my yeah. show is, is like yours. We have a, our, our format is very, very similar. It is a conversation. So remember, I did tell right. you not to do it the way I did. I mean, don't do it the way I did it. So the third thing right. is that people began approaching me. Apparently, people were listening to it, and they began approaching me to be a guest on the show, and now that happens all the time. And honestly, every time I go to the, the post office, almost every single time, I only go about twice a month, I will come home with a box of books from book publishers who have contacted me asking me if I'll read and review one of their, one of their author's books, and then interview the right. authors. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. <clears throat> they have to right. be very interesting to me and my audience. Right. So, you know, that's, I mean, I almost gave it up. But to go to your point, well, you know, you may very well be making money that you have no idea because you're now a resource, you're now heard, you're now considered an expert, and people will refer you, and you'll never know who did it. You'll never even know it happened. Yeah, I'm noticing I'm getting a lot of uh, phone calls that I didn't, you know, quite, you, you know, I don't even know where they're mm -hmm. coming from or who these people yeah. are. And, I mean, it's just it's starting to trickle in because I've been doing this show for about two months now, but it's something oh, it's that just wasn't there before. That's years. the only change I've made. Right, right. And, I mean, I will have people contact me on Facebook. Facebook, for me, is just a gold mine. I love it. It's like my second home. But I will get right. emails from people say, okay, so-and-so referred me to you, said you are the best web developer. And I'll, mm -hmm. I will go, who? And I'll have to go look for that person, find out I don't even know who they are, contact right. them and say, thank you very much. I really appreciate <laughs> it, but why are you referring me when you don't know me? Well, they have been watching me online and listening right. to my radio for a long time. They see my work. They see it when I post it. They see the websites. They see the testimonials, and they're very confident in, in referring me because they, they right. feel comfortable that they know me now. Right. So when you brought up a point about how difficult it was to get guests, and I find it's actually pretty easy to get guests, 
And I'm, I have some people in our upcoming lineups. I'm thinking, why the heck would somebody like that want to talk to little old me or be on my radio show? <laughs> here is, here are some of my, here are some. I mean, and 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 anytime you succeed with something, you find yourself being surrounded by new successful people that you're wondering how do you get associated with these people and why are they coming mm-hmm. to you? It's because, it's because success leaves traces, and people, you know, and, and people you know, like to play with the winning team and nothing succeeds right. like success. So here are some strategies, to, you know, or some tips to help you get some better guests. First of all, I want to latch on to what you said, which is be very consistent with how you promote it. When we promote the radio mm-hmm. show, it has its own fan page. It has its own website. Uh, you know, we, we send out, we send out emails. It's pretty formulaic, but we do send them out mm-hmm. to get listeners onto the show. And our stats show that it works and it gets us some live listeners, you know, more than I thought we were going to get, which is really good. Uh, so when your prospective guest experts see that you really promote the hell out of the thing, they are going to want to be on that show because that is free sure. publicity for them and they don't even have to do anything but show up. That's well, they're in your audience. I mean, that, exactly. that's a big deal. If you've got a very large audience and they're coming on to your show, they have immediately gained access to your audience. Right. That's, that's the first piece. The second piece is when they see you promoting it, they will just on their own start promoting it, I found, because mm-hmm. what happens is they too are on Facebook, they're on LinkedIn, they're on Twitter, and they want their own herd, their own audience to see that they too are getting around. They are so-and-so's featured guest expert, and they want their audience to feel that, oh, my goodness gracious, this Denise, she is just everywhere. Everybody wants to interview her. She's obviously the leader in her industry. This is who I need to listen to. This is who I need to work with. So, yeah, you absolutely, you're darn right. They are going to help you promote it themselves. Like if they send out a weekly mm-hmm. easy, they may have a section that says, here's where I'm going to be in the next week, and they may put a link to your radio show episode. The, you know, if you share it on Facebook and you tag them, they'll probably like it and they'll share it with their own audience. I mean, you and I just right. did that for each other today, and it seems to happen almost every time we appear on each other's shows. So well, I that, do that, that for too. All, and then, yeah. Right. Exactly. And then, and then the third piece is remember that although the radio show that you're hosting is designed to build your own business, to keep the focus of the radio show itself on your guest. If you go to businesscreatorsradioshow.com, you'll see we make a big deal about our guest experts. I found a very special WordPress theme. It's called WP Radiance by SoloStream. It has this functionality where you can, or it has like this, and most WordPress themes don't even have this. It has this native built author profile setup where you can put in links to their social media and links to their website and their bio, and then you can attach all of their episodes to their to their author profile or their bio profile. In fact, I recently did a Tuesday technology tip on how we manage that from the technical side. It's pretty easy to set up. And it shows your guests that you take them very seriously and you're even dedicating space on your website to them and giving them links back to their web properties. Yeah, they're probably going to be a little bit more interested in showing up on your show than on somebody else who isn't taking that extra mm-hmm. step. And then beyond oh, that, yeah. beyond that, Give them the space to show their own brilliance because they, I mean, again, they're in to build their own businesses. I was, uh, I read some advice when I was first considering doing a radio show uh, about how to really make sure the radio show keeps coming back to your own message, coming back to your own message. And, uh, mm, and I, uh, I even sent this, and I even uh, had a list of, uh, I, I came up with like a, a short list of people who I would love to have on a radio show. 
and I sent this off to somebody who I did a, a coaching session with, and they tore it apart, and they're saying, why would you have this person? Why would you have this person? What do they have to do with website conversion? What do they have to do? I mean, why, why would you interview this? Why would you waste time on this? And, and if you are, wow. and, uh, and I mean, I think I came up with somebody who, um, I can't remember exactly what the topic was, but it was something that, yeah, even was, it was even directly Internet marketing related, and they're saying, well, if you're going to do this, you need to get them to talk about how they work with you and how they succeed working with you. Uh, no, this is not the, this no. is not the Adam Homie testimonial hour either. No, no. The show right. should never be right. about you. It really should not. I mean, yes, at the right. top of the show and at the end of the show, you want to have a recording or a promo that lets people know who you are, what the name of the show is, what the premise of the show is, where they can find you. But honest to goodness, the show should be all about your guest. It really should. And I always tell my guests exactly. that the show is all about them, what they can bring to the table in terms of actionable tips and advice, resources. And, and you know, because you've been on my show and you've also helped me co-pilot the uh, Ask Denise Griffiths Teleseminar, that backstory is so, so important. Where did they start? What impelled or compelled them to become the successful entrepreneur that they are today? Right. And the God's honest truth, Adam, is business is business. I mean, business principles are the same no matter what business you're in. So it doesn't matter if you're interviewing authors or speakers. I interview other virtual assistants. I don't consider them to be, you know, or web developers. I don't consider them to be my competition at all. And here's the thing. No, 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 no. Not a a bit. In fact, often, often, I am able to turn them into allies and co-conspirators. We will create products and do other things. But the thing is... You want people to come on the show that you find fascinating because if you find them fascinating and your audience can hear that, they're going to find them fascinating too. And Adam, exactly. I Just, never, ever have a show I know. where I don't pick up an aha moment from my guest, you, Jim Palmer, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the newsletter guru. I interviewed Lon Sasko a couple of times, and he wrote the uh, – the social media Bible. You talk about when I was reading out yeah. his bio. This guy has stuff in the Smithsonian. He's worked with Chip, with uh, Steve Robbs, and I remember my first interview going, "Why are you even talking to me?" I mean, I was cracking up. Because yeah, it was a delightful man. It's like, geez, I just read your bio. I have to go sit in the corner now. But but the thing <laughs> is, you want you want people on your show. I think, and I know you do because you do the same thing. You want people who can help your audience. Identify resources, identify obstacles. Exactly. You know, I mean, with it being inspiration and be a resource, we are there to help our audience. Yeah, you know, we're not there to have the Adam Homey hour or the Denise Griffiths hour. It's not about us. Right. Just to give you, I just want to drill in on one thing because you mentioned that in some cases you've even interviewed your own competitors. Uh, followers mm-hmm. of the Business Creators Radio Show, just go back to the website and find our previous interview with Gary Henderson of Interactivity Digital. I met Gary mm-hmm. at Suzanne Evans' Be the Change event in April 2013, and he and I kind of hit it off there. So you know, we've been talking back and forth since then. And uh, you know, just in the course of our conversations, we discovered that although our approaches and our specific niches are a little bit different, we're basically direct competitors. And we even talk about this on our interview where, you know, so what were direct competitors? And he gives examples of how sometimes um, he'll, if he's like struggling to figure something out with one of his own clients, he'll actually, he actually is so focused on nurturing relationships and 
thinking of it not as a war, but as an opportunity to help people, that he has no problem picking up the telephone and calling his direct competitor asking for help serving his own clients. I mean, oh, yeah. that is really how it should be. And, I mean, I'll have somebody yeah. like Gary on. I'll have him on any time. And if I have other competitors, I'm happy to interview them and be on their show as well. Because the other point I want to make very quickly before we get off competitors here is just because they're, comp- they're your competitor doesn't mean they're your ally. Because as service providers, have we not had the case where you have the prospective client who would be a great client on paper, but something about them just says, no, this is not a hell yes for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where do, you, where, do you send, where do you send that person? Do you, do you not try and get them, them to, to somebody who can help them? Absolutely. Yeah. I, and I do this in my VA group. I have a very popular Facebook group, and it's very active. You're in, you're in there, and you're a big, oh, yeah. big resource in there. And let me tell you something, and I, I will constantly, because I turn away clients all the time. You know, I work right. with high-end clients. I, I charge a good bit for my services. I am not cheap, but I am very, very good at what I do. Not everybody yeah, can afford are. me. And, and the God's honest truth is I don't want to take on all, all comers. I just don't. I'm very fussy right. about who I work with. I have to like them, yeah. admire them, and really buy into their vision for, their, for the business. And yes. I never say, well, no, I'm sorry, we just can't help you. Good luck and God bless. I will do my level best to find them two or three candidates within my group or within my own team because I have a team of 32 people. And I will say, listen, right. I'm going to make some introductions to you. These people might, any one of these or all of them may be a good fit. I never just say, no, go away. You know, I will turn it. And, and I don't consider anybody to be my competitor, Adam. It may be a bit of hubris, but my business is my business. And the only competition I've got is me. How do I make it better every day? So I don't worry about what other people are doing. And if I can help them move their business forward by shifting some of the work that I don't want to do to them, I am happy to do it. And it's another way to build credibility. It's not deliberate on my part. It's just part of my nature. But it does help build credibility because I'm not over here going, me, me, me. I want all the clients are mine. You can't have them. <laughs> that doesn't work. So, but you know, anything that you can do to be a resource and to help other people, it comes back to you. Nature, you know, nature has a way of you know rewarding people who give. But to, we're speaking of givers, you know, and we're talking about competitors. I was talking with Larry Wing at one time, not on the radio, just having a conversation with him. And he explained to me, you know, he and Bob Berg, author of The Go-Giver, Go-Giver, Sell More, are very good friends. And, and they, a year or two ago, had a thing called A Year of Success. Bob was part of that group. They yeah. are in direct competition with each other. But as Larry so eloquently put it, they are very dissimilar personalities. Larry is known as the you know, world's first irritational speaker. Bob Berg is a gentleman of the highest order, and I'm not saying Larry isn't. Larry is just very blunt. They have basically the same message, just very different deliveries. And I thought that was beautiful. So they're not, and they are in direct competition for the same speaking gigs. You know, for a lot of things, they don't care. I mean, they are the best of friends. Right, and there's no reason why you can't be be friends. uh, Because you never never know what might happen. Now, something Mm -hmm. else about about radio shows here that I want our listeners to know is these are also very effective networking tools. This builds upon oh, yeah. 
what, I, what I've already said about how you make the show about your guests and you show that you really go the extra mile to get your guests the exposure by promoting the hell out of every episode and treating each one like it's your best episode ever. And they will help, and they will help you and you will help them. So think about the people you would love to do business with, the people you would love to network with, the people whose brains you would love to tap, that you would mm-hmm. love to align with, whatever. I mean, you know, whoever your, your dream person is. And go for them. See if you can get them on your show. I mean, I, yeah. it is actually very easy. I work, I work with an outfit called interviewconnections.com. Uh, What's Jessica's outfit, right? Jessica Rhodes? Yeah, Jessica Rhodes, absolutely. Right. She was actually our very first guest on Business Creators Radio Show talking about I know. Uh, Pinterest and I wanted marketing to talk and infographics. To you about that. I wanted to talk to you about that. I was very jealous. I was distressed really? that you didn't ask me first, yes. So, you know, I I'm just sorry. wanted you to know I was distressed. I'm kidding. Well, if we ever meet in person, after you confirm that my camera is securely turned off and tucked away, you can swap me with a newspaper for that. Uh, yeah, I'll smack you. <laughs> I listened to that. Right. It's a great interview because Jessica's been a guest on my show as well. And for those of yeah. you who don't know who Jessica Rose is, look for her on Facebook. But her daddy is quite famous in the marketing world. He's Jim Palmer, the newsletter guru. So she comes yeah. by it honestly. And what's, and, what's inter- and what's interesting is that I have relationships with both Jessica and Jim where we are all each other's clients. I know. Yeah, Jim's my client and I'm Jim's client. Jessica's my client and I'm Jessica's client. So it's funny how these things work in the world and just some of the opportunities. And where Jessica has really grown her own business from nothing. I mean, you know, rewind six or seven months and she didn't yeah. even have a business. She was still working, she she was still working for... Yeah, she was still working for a nonprofit and getting ready to leave that because she was about to have her, her baby. Uh, and she Nathan, decided that yeah. after she had the baby that she really didn't want to go back to a J-O-B, that you know, she saw what her dad did and she saw what Jim does and had this idea that she might want to take a, a shot at that too. So she was smart about it. She built the business the right way. She invested it the right way, perfectly in line with what we teach at the Business Creators Institute, which is, which is my organization. And... A big piece of her marketing is being a guest on other people's podcasts and radio shows. That's how she's mm-hmm. gotten herself out there very quickly. I mean, it's getting to the point where almost every time I turn around, I see she's going to be somebody's guest. And I know her well enough to know that that is probably the number one with a bullet piece of her marketing strategy. It's just getting the exposure by giving her best expertise on radio shows and podcasts. Right. And going right. along with that, there's another point that I want to make about this is, you know, we talk about content marketing. We hear you've got to make content, you've got to make content, got content, 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 content. Denise, how many blog posts do you really want to write? You know, I don't have time, and I'm constantly beating myself <laughs> up. I, 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 this is the one conversation that I have with myself every single day, and I'm going to have to put it to bed at some point. I know I'm supposed to be writing more blogs, and you know I think, okay, I'll just spend the weekend, and I'll write blogs, and I'll put them in the queue, and the weekend comes along, and I'm working on something different. The truth uh, is, the God's honest truth is, I am not writing anywhere near the number of blogs I should be, or, and I hope none of my clients are listening to me right now, as many blogs as I tell them they must be, because I just don't have the time. My radio show does a much better job of getting my message out. And right. you know, the I work that I do on Facebook it. and social yeah. media, that, that really works for me. I want to make a few points about this. First of all, blogging is extremely important from a search engine 
uh, optimization and search engine marketing perspective. So you have to do it. There's no way around it. You have to be regularly, persistently consistent with it. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. If you ain't blogging, you ain't in business. I know. That being said, (laughs) being said, having a radio show helps you with that in a couple different ways. Number one, if you have this radio show, I mean, you got to promote it, right? Uh, Isn't that a blog Mm -hmm. post each time? Yep. So there you oh, go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, num- that's number one. Uh, number two, when you have to write a content blog post, uh, pretty much every episode you do, aren't there like a few aha moments or some topic you covered you can yeah. really zero in on it and you can say, as we discussed on Tuesday's episode of Business Creators Radio Show with Denise Griffiths about radio shows, blah, 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 point one, point two, point three. There's your optimized blog post so you serve the Google gods. Right. And, you know, and you because the, thing, the biggest problem with blogging is thinking about what the heck to write. I mean, I get to the right. point where if I'm trying to write a blog post extemporaneously, more and more I'm running into, well, I already did that. And mm-hmm. the worst part is, in many cases, uh, in many cases, I didn't even remember I already did that until I, <laughs> sometimes until I publish it and I recognize it's almost a clone of something that I did before, and I just happened to redo it extemporaneously. Right. I, I know, and you know something else that you can do with so many because look when my I interrupted myself, sorry about that. My guests are so great, honestly, I mean, I come away just going, "Whoa, there are occasions when my eyebrows climb up into my my hairline, I'm like, "Whoa, why did I right. not know that, or I did know it, but now I heard it like it was almost brand new, and now I'm excited about it. You can make a report out of a lot of your your radio shows. You can extrapolate just gems of wisdom out of them. And you can make them into a report. You can make them into a a short Kindle book. You know, you're really limited only by your imagination what you can do with a blog talk radio show. Right. That's very true. That's very true. And what's interesting about this particular episode is uh, for my own own assistance, I needed to document the process on how we set up the radio shows and how we turn them into the podcast. So I picked this episode. Uh, when we were first putting it on the website at businesscreatorsradioshow.com a couple weeks ago, I filmed the process using Camtasia, but I did it in the form of one of my Tuesday technology tips, which is a blog post, an email, and a social media update and everything else. Now, after we finish today's, just to stay consistent, start to finish, is I'm going to use your episode as the one where I show you how to download it from Blog Talk Radio, turn it into the iTunes compliant MP3 yeah. format, and then send it up there, and then use the WordPress plugins to send it up to iTunes. So I've gotten two Tuesday technology out of this interview mm-hmm. in addition to the content of the interview itself. And the reason I picked this one is because we're talking about radio shows from a marketing and strategic perspective. It just makes sense to put it all in one place. It does. And as soon as those links are up, make sure that I have them, and I'll share them with my audience. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I don't want any publicity. I'm not going to do that. No, no, I, I want to share them with my audience because it's information they need. <laughs> right. And Perci- you're going to get it whether you like it or not. <laughs> so, but no, seriously, my audience needs that information, so please, please. I mean, I know you'll share, but just don't forget. Oh, I absolutely, I absolutely will not forget. I will, I will remember specifically. Now, another point that I want to make just going along with this is, you know, we talk about uh, how we have to be persistently consistent with our email marketing as well. You need to be in your prospect's inbox regularly, and you have to remember mm-hmm. two things I like to say over and over again. If you're getting a 10% open rate on your emails you send out to your opt-in subscribers, that's good. You also have to remember that statistically about each one of your subscribers will open about 10% of your emails. 
they're not going to open every email. They're going to open what they feel is relevant based on the subject line. I know in uh, your virtual system we had a long discussion about subject lines. Uh, that was a marathon mm-hmm. and a half, let me tell you. Wasn't so, it? <laughs> It was fun. So, here, so here's, here's the thing, and, and, and also in the era of, of Gmail tabs, where you have hundreds of millions of Gmail users, and all of your broadcast emails are going into that promotions tab, the way to win in the promotions tab is to show up there all the time with relevant, valuable content. Now, if you have a radio show, you've got to promote the episode. Then you've got to remind people to show up. So that's two touches to your email marketing right there. And you might even promote it twice or send two reminders. Well, you might then send another follow-up to say, hey, the replay is ready, or check out iTunes. It just showed up on iTunes. I mean, there's so many different ways you can do this, just depending on how much your list can tolerate and how much they're interested in, that right. you can be providing more content, more value in your emails without having to write original emails. I know, you know the days that we do the episodes on Business Creators Radio Show, three hours before the radio show, we send out an announcement that says it starts in three hours, and basically we just copy-paste into the description of the episode. And then 15 minutes before the episode, we send out this one that says, Tune Now starts in 15 minutes, and it just has the title, the guest expert, and the link to the Blog Talk Radio episode. I mean, it's formulaic. It takes like less than five minutes to do these two emails, but these are two fresh, valuable touches in their inbox. Right. And and the thing is, so they, you know, they're not just hearing yeah. from you. You know, they're they're looking at the guests, going, "Ooh," and the topic, and yeah. oh, I definitely want to listen to that. If it's you all the time, you know, twenty four hours a day, I, I this is just my personal opinion. I would get very tired of listening to one person all the time. I mean, you you just have so much to say. But when you have right. these great guests come on and they are offering up stuff that either you're really interested in or you've never heard of, yeah, you're going to go listen. Right. Right. But I've always had guests. I've never done a solo show. Right. I, I, I know. The thing, the thing is, too, because, you know, if you do a solo show, you have to, you have to, talk, you have to talk for an hour mm. is, is, is the problem. Uh, that, that's the whole thing. You have, to, you have to talk for an hour and you have to figure this out for, uh, and you have to come up with something. And the thing is, you may go off tangent because you have nobody sort of guiding you along. And you have to come right. up with all the content yourself, and you may run over, you may run under, but overall you're going to get very tired. Now, if you're doing a weekly radio show and you're just interviewing people week after week after week after week, you come up with five or six questions you're going to ask them. And in every episode, if you go through Business Creators Radio Show's archive, you're going to find at least three of the questions in every interview are the same in every interview. You just have to fill in a few in the middle and then just get the person talking. I mean, have a few in reserve because I know we interviewed somebody a few weeks ago and we both thought we were going to be loquacious. We found ourselves being done with the topic at about 25 minutes into the hour. So fortunately, I have the skills. I was able to keep them talking. We were able to get even more value out of it. Uh, I got them talking about other areas of their business. I got them talking about case studies. I, mm-hmm. I got them uh, enthused about uh, some anecdotes, and, and I, I found a way to tap into some other things they were passionate about, and I filled the hour. But it's really very easy because you're mostly interviewing somebody, and you're letting them do most of the talking. I mean, that's yeah. It's I a mean, conversation. How can, you, how can you really beat that in terms of content creation? You're getting somebody to do your content for you on top of it. Exactly, and you know when you do it. Look, I've been on a couple of shows, and I'm honestly very rarely on the other side of the microphone, and I don't know why. Um, people right. really don't tend to, to invite me. Maybe they think I'm too busy. I don't know. But I'm I'm often available. So if you want me to come on your show, ask me. I'll probably do it. Uh, but the thing oh, is, sure. you, you know, if you 
if you, your conversation is a conversation and it's it's not stilted and well, Adam, tell me what you think about this. I mean, I've been on one or two of those shows and I was wretched. I mean, <laughs> really miserable the whole time. You know, you want to talk to people like you would talk to them in person would be my advice. Right. You know, that content then comes, as you said, you know, once you got off of the topic and you were done with it, then you were able to easily turn it to something else that I'm sure was equally as interesting because it's yeah. a conversation. And the conversation is going to kind of follow its own its own path. And sometimes that's the most fascinating part of an interview, I think. Right. Exactly. Yeah, there's nothing to be fearful about. I mean, I, I was just I did a, a boot camp uh, for authors and speakers recently about this very topic, and my goal was to reassure them: there's nothing scary about what we do. It is not scary at all. You need to mm-hmm. set it up. You need to have the promotions in place, and then you need to just have a darn good time with it. Exactly, and I, and, I, and I always have a good time with all the episodes, and I always have mm-hmm. a great time with you. Now. Speaking of great times, uh, blogtalkradio.com is telling me that we have three minutes and 18 I seconds know. left before they're going to cut us off. So uh, I so know. I think we covered pretty much everything we wanted to do, and we got it within the hour. So in the last minute or two here before we wrap up, just tell us how people can connect with you to get more information and assistance about the things that you do. Well, it's actually very easy. You can't hardly throw a stick on the Internet without hitting me. I'm everywhere, as you said earlier. You can find me right. at my web development company is yourofficeontheweb.com. Uh, you can find me at gottagovirtualnow.com. You can find me right. on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on LinkedIn, Pinterest, pretty much everywhere. And Adam, if you don't mind, I'm also starting a well, – I'm just starting a new small uh, group mentoring program for virtual assistants and business people. So if you have any interest at all in that, just shoot me an email at info at virtualassistantindustry.com and I'll discuss it with you. But it's a very affordable mentoring program that gets you from A to Z really quickly, I have to say. So, uh, And I know we're not supposed to promote anything, but I'm so excited about that. But, you know, honestly, You're always Facebook mentoring. is... You're always mentoring. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. That, 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 that's, a, that's a good thing because whether you're doing an official upcoming program, you're working with people in one-on-one in small groups, you're always mentoring. So, that's a, so for our listeners, mm-hmm. that's a perfect example of how to let people know what you do in a way that's inviting. So we know that Denise mentors and helps virtual assistants grow their businesses. So if you are a virtual assistant and need that type of help or you're looking for some of the best virtual assistants you'll ever find out there, you know she has about a million of them in her back pocket. So yeah, that do. right there is two reasons why you may want to reach out to Denise. Oh, thank you. But basically, honestly, I the best place to find me is on Facebook. I spend a lot of time on Facebook. I have a good time right. over there. And, of course, we've got the virtual assistant group over there. But oh, oh, in my radio show, your partner in successradio.com. Exactly. Yep. So, so yeah, well, so absolutely. Like, say that one more time. I want to make sure people have the URL for your radio show because I want them to tune into yours as well. Well, it's your partner in successradio.com, and my website is undergoing Great. a bit of a facelift. It hasn't been updated mm-hmm. in quite a while. But you can also right. find me on Blog Talk Radio. Same thing, your partner in success. Outstanding. Well, Denise Griffith, thank you so much for being with us today. You know, we always have fun, and we're absolutely going to have you back here again in the near oh, future. Thank you. thank you so much for being with us, because I know this is a very hot topic for a lot of people. Well, I was honored that you asked me. I'm as excited to be here, and I would love to come back again if you'll have me. 
We absolutely will. So everybody, stay tuned to when we have Denise back. We'll let you know. And again, this is Adam Homey, the host of Business Creators Radio Show. Please be sure to check out our episodes at businesscreatorsradioshow.com and look us up on iTunes, Business Creators Radio Show. Every five-star rating is highly appreciated and helps us get the message out. So again, have yourself a great day. Thanks for listening. Take care, and we'll see you next week. Bye now.